So if you're listening to this, exactly what you just said, taking action, is something that I didn't do for a long time. I started my website and I produced three podcast episodes that sat on my hard drive for about six months. And I kick myself now because when I look back six months from today, my business has grown a ton. Six months from then, it had grown a ton. So if I would have started six months earlier, I don't know where I'd be today. You just have to take action. Stop listening to this podcast. I know you should listen to this podcast. Stop right now, though, and go record something. Welcome to Starve It Out. This is Jared Easley, and today I'm hanging out with a former guest. Not too long ago, actually. We were mm-hmm. sat down and recorded this year, and now we're recording again, but I'm on your turf this time. Yeah. Last time you were in Florida. This time I'm in your home state of Colorado. And my guest today is Dr. Ryan Gray from medicalschoolhq.net. Dr. Ryan, always a pleasure. Pleasure is all yours. Yes. So <laughs> we're here. We're having pasta. And yeah. Hanging out it's and delicious. chatting. And I got to say, when I get a chance to come to Denver and sit down with Dr. Ryan Gray and have pasta, I'm, I'm going to do that every time. So I'm glad to be here with you, hanging yes. out right before, soon before Podcast Movement 2017. That's true. You are a featured speaker this year. I, I don't know about featured. <laughs> <laughs> I am speaking. Rightfully so. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so, yeah, there's going to be some people that may have heard that former episode we did with Jay Soderberg and uh, uh, who Matthew. else was on there? Matthew. Passy. Uh, Matthew yeah. Passy. That's right. Thank you. From pod to pod. Uh, from pod to pod. <laughs> you're, you're better <laughs> than me. Yeah. So for those that didn't catch that, uh, they're not going to maybe have a frame of reference of Dr. Ryan Gray, but that needs to change today. So... Yeah, I want, to, I want you to catch people up. I know that's the lazy podcast question, but for those that don't know. For those that don't know, so I am a physician by training. That's where the doctor comes from, but I no longer practice. I, I now consider myself a full-time podcaster. I produce four podcasts every week, soon to be five, possibly six podcasts every week. I now help students get into medical school through my podcast, and I have a whole business surrounding that. Building a media empire. And this is something you've been building for a while now. It's not like you just said, oh, I'm going to do this. And then two months later, yeah. you, know, no. you quit everything. <laughs> I'm not the typical, what seems like the newer podcasters, like, how can I make money from this in six months? <laughs> right? Yeah, six days. You, you can't. You can't. So I, I started this. I was happy. I was a, I'm a vet like you are. I was in the Air Force working as a flight surgeon, loved my job and thought I was going to make a career of it. And I started this website on the side that quickly turned into a podcast several months later and continued just doing it on the side just as a way to give back to students because my path was not easy and the information out there is not good. So it was just a side project. And then at some point I tried to monetize a little bit and and it worked. I was making a little bit of money, but never thought I'd do it as a career. And then some health issues and some other things kind of took over and got me out of the Air Force. And my wife and I sat down and said, hey, do we go back to do the doctor thing full-time or do we try this podcast entrepreneurship thing full-time? And so we gave it a year and it's been almost two now. Almost two years. And has there been any moment where you've been a little worried or you've been concerned or is this the right decision? You know, honestly, I think three... I was doing the podcast, the website, for almost three and a half years before I decided to turn it into a business. And or turn it into a full time business, or just to turn it into just start to turn it into money. a full time business, yeah, okay, to turn it into it. a full time thing. And when I flipped that switch and told my audience, "Hey, I'm available for hire," 
because I had been there for them for three and a half years, every week for three and a half years, I have not missed a week. I'm 240 episodes in on my main show. Haven't missed a week yet. Because I had been there for them, the money came. And so from that time when I said, let's go, the money's been there. And so, but that's three and a half years of blood, sweat, and tears pre-producing shows because my daughter was being born, pre-producing shows because there was travel, fighting through shows and, and getting stuff out through health issues, just doing it three and a half years. So, so I want people to have a further appreciation of some of the obstacles that you've dealt with, not just in the business, but in life in general. So starting a business is hard enough. Yeah. You mentioned the health stuff, so I want to go yeah. there for a little bit. Let's talk about when you first learned about what was going on with you and, and what impact that had. Because now we know, you know, you seem like you're doing well and you've got a, a business that's working out. But uh, there, in the beginning, there was a shock. There was a, you know, am I going to be okay? Uh, yeah, so let's, let's talk about that. So I was happily doing my Air Force thing. And three weeks after my daughter was born, I was diagnosed with MS. And my symptoms were very atypical. My wife is a neurologist, to put it into a little perspective. So I, ha- I had a doctor at home that was trying to diagnose me. Over the course of about a year, I had weird symptoms and was finally diagnosed. And what, what were some of those? My face felt weird. And the, the middle finger of my, my right hand feels weird as I flip Jared off showing him. Thank you. So when I use my trackpad on my computer, it burns. It's just So I'm lucky. There are plenty of patients out there with MS that, that aren't as well off as I am. So I count my blessings that my disease progression and disease burden, as they call it, is, is fairly low. But it sent me into a little bit of a, just a mental spiral, just going through a process where it's like, oh, I have this disease where I could wake up tomorrow and not be able to move my legs. Like, it's, that's MS for you. And so it, it, was, it was tough, but I got over it. Some of the ways that you've been fighting that is by being more conscious of your health and mm-hmm. uh, eating and things like that. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So we're sitting here eating spaghetti. So I, I am now a, a gluten-free vegan. I moved to Boulder at some point in this process. And uh, from, from Boston. From Boston. Yeah, we Boston were in, I was stationed in Boston, and my wife's from the Northeast her whole life. And I decided to become one of those hippie granola tree hugger Boulder people. And I went off my medications and became a gluten-free vegan. And so with diet and exercise, I seem to be maintaining my health pretty well. So you don't take any medications? No. You do everything naturally? Yeah. Wow. And yeah. you've been feeling fine? You feel fine. Latest checkups are good. Doing well. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And I don't know if, if that's how it would have been on meds, off meds. Just as a physician, I don't buy into, oh, it's my diet that's doing it. It's just just me. I don't know. So thankfully with those changes, so far so good. So far so good. Okay. Not and, on wood. Uh, you know, I'd love it if, if we could just say, okay, that's the only obstacle you dealt with. But it's, <laughs> we know that it isn't. And... um. You know, one of the things that I know about you, and and I think it's just a, a beautiful story, but also a, a crazy situation that you've had to deal with is is related to your daughter, your yeah. sweet daughter Hannah. And so, let's talk about some of the challenges that that came with with Hannah that you weren't expecting, and and then what it's been like to deal with that. So, my daughter, I haven't really talked about it publicly before, but my daughter diagnosed with a pretty crappy genetic condition. Yeah, that historically is a pretty good death sentence for kids. It's the number one genetic killer of kids under two for the most severe form, which is also the most common form. It's called spinal muscular atrophy. And luckily, she has a less severe form, and she was diagnosed 
at 15 months old. We knew something was off early. Spinal muscular atrophy just causes muscle weakness. Luckily, nothing cognitive, which is great, um, but just causes muscles to grow weaker and weaker and weaker because the nerves die. And uh, so we knew something was off and got her into a, a pediatric neurologist and showed him some videos of her and how she would move and get up on things. And he was pretty sure about the diagnosis. And sure enough, a genetic test showed it. And so that kind of threw off our whole mojo because that was right around the time where I was planning on getting out of the military and moving to Boulder. We were very, very fortunate to get her into a clinical trial pretty quickly, but it was in Connecticut. We were moving to Colorado. So we moved to Colorado and had to move back to Connecticut, move back to Boston pretty quickly. I moved with Hannah. My wife stayed here in Boulder to work, and we hung out for a month or so while she was going under the the initial couple treatments for her disease. And the medication has been amazing. I mean, our daughter won't have the life that we, we thought she would have, but she'll lead a full, healthy life, hopefully, assuming the medication continues to work as well as it is. You know, someone who's been aware of that story for a while and, and just kind of seeing the pictures and, and seeing the videos of Hannah, I mean, she is the sweetest thing. She's happy. She's, it's almost like she doesn't know that, that there's something wrong. I mean, yeah. she's, she's playing and she's, she's into everything she can get into at that age. And, and it's so cool to see that. And I'm sure as a dad, I mean, that, that's got to be a blessing to see, you know, what could be versus what is. Yeah. Uh, we, we are very blessed with as bad as the diagnosis is her disease progression and with the treatment, her life will be completely different than what we were expecting. Yeah. That said, I think you guys have handled it as good as any parents could. And I'm so thankful that Hannah's doing well, all things considered. I'm thankful that you're doing well, that you're healthy. I mean, and your business is, is, seems to be growing. It's growing. (laughs) And and, uh, I'm just blown away by that. So I want to go back to that for a little bit. Um, You know, it's not just you saying, okay, I'm going to, do a full-time business. So I'm sure that was part of it. But then you've done other things like you've partnered with people, you've written a book and now, now you actually got your book out and that's doing well. So let's talk about the book for a little bit. Well, I want to I go back. You talked about partnering with businesses and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of my ideas for my podcast came from Podcast Movement 2015. Hmm. So I've been to every Podcast Movement. If you haven't been to Podcast Movement, you should. But Podcast Movement 2015, I was sitting in on one of the sessions and, and listening to NPR, listening to WNYC, big wigs in the podcasting world talk about how they use multiple podcasts to promote other shows in their network. And I left Podcast Movement 2015 and said, I need more podcasts. So I started reaching out to other people in my niche and I said, hey, you guys have great content. Let's turn it into a podcast. And so that led to a great relationship with a a website that had been out for 15, 16 years. And I now own that website, coincidentally, and turned it into a podcast. I reached out to another person in the niche that produces content. I said, hey, let's create a podcast. And now that is an amazing relationship that brings me in lots of affiliate commission money, but it's a great podcast for the audience, great value. So that's where a lot of it comes from is just going out, getting information from, from conferences like Podcast Movement to learn how to grow my business. But I wrote a book last year and self-published it. And then it was picked up by a publisher and is now in bookstores. So I joke with my wife. I was like, did you ever think you'd be married to a published author? <laughs> well, I start with, did you ever think you'd be married to a military man? And did you ever think you'd be married to an entrepreneur? And do you ever, <laughs> the answer is no to all of them. But 
it's interesting. It's different. But I, I enjoy the process more than the final result. So I have two more books in the works and yeah, there's, just keep going. You're glutton for punishment. You're going to create new, more podcasts. More, more podcasts. Books. Yeah. <laughs> like, no rest for the weary. No rest. And all of it really is truly just more content for my audience. The more I can provide for them, the more I know it will in return provide for me. But that's not my goal. Let's say you just um, go to a, a random city in the U.S., a reasonably sized city. Is it possible that you're going to know someone in that city just from either podcasting or from your business? So I'll give you an example. I'm going to Nashville next month for my first time. And every time I go to a new city, I have a community around my Facebook, around my podcast and on Facebook. And I say, hey, I'm going to Nashville next month. Who's in Nashville wants to meet up? So everywhere I go now, I try to hold a, a meetup for my listeners. And so I'm having a dinner one of the, the last night I'm there with podcast listeners that are in my community. And it's just an amazing way to connect with people. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you're just going to meet at a restaurant? And, yeah, meet know, at a restaurant and, and we'll chat at, at Podcast Movement. I'll connect with people and everywhere I go, I try to connect. That's great. I love that. <laughs> I've done various forms of what you're describing and it is. It's, it's so powerful to be able to meet folks like that in person. And it's, it's powerful. It's great and rewarding for me, but the bond that the listener gets with you is you, you can't put into words the, the feeling that they get and now they'll go back and tell their friends about you and what you did for them. And I usually buy dinner and just that sort of relationship is just unsurpassed. And it's, it's no all from podcasting. Podcasting I, is amazing. I will share real quickly. I was just on a vacation with a family. We flew into Vancouver, Canada, and I reached out to someone that I know online, someone through podcasting, and that person ended up on their own will. We didn't ask for this, but they wanted to take us around and show us the city. And so we ended up, you know, getting to see some things and experiencing Vancouver like we probably wouldn't have just because we had a local friend there to give us a ride and help us out. And I don't know if you knew this, Vancouver doesn't have Uber or Lyft or any of that. So um, that actually saved us quite a bit of money. Nice. <laughs> Having her just straight drive us around. And then in Anchorage, we were in Anchorage, Alaska, and I had another friend take us around. You know, we didn't ask. It just, hey, you're in town. Let me hang out. And so it took, took us around different places, take pictures. My wife loves to take pictures. And so that was just kind of an example as well. Just like, man, it's so cool how you can connect with people and meet them in, pe- in person. And, and uh, they're excited to meet you. And so, so that was kind of a wake up call for my family because they're, you know, they're not involved in this podcast world. They're not, yeah. they're not seeing what we see. And so when they're on a vacation and then all of a sudden someone's being friendly and helping them because of me, you know, that's like, oh, well, there must be something to this. So <laughs> it's an amazing medium that the connection with the listeners is unsurpassed. So true. So the book's out. Where can people check that out? Barnes and Noble, Amazon, everywhere. It's called the name of the book. It, it's very confusing branding that I, I now realize, but I'll stick with it. So it's a series or will be a series called the pre-med playbook. So my niche is helping students get into medical school. So right. when, you're, when you're that, you're a pre-med. So it's called the pre-med playbook is the series, kind of like chicken soup for the soul. Yeah. And then the, the, the actual title of the book is Guide to the Medical School Interview. So it's one part of the application process. Cool. And if someone's listening and they know someone who's interested in going into the medical school, they need to be checking out at a bare minimum your book. Or your podcast. The podcast, yeah. Uh, sounds like the podcast is a good place. To Everywhere, see. yeah. So mededmedia.com is my media site where I have 
I currently host four podcasts every week, and then I have one of the medical schools, University of Iowa, has a great podcast as part of my network there as well. So they can check out everything. Yeah, just there. more connections. You you met a guy at an event at Podcast Movement. <laughs> okay, it happened to be Podcast Movement. <laughs> yeah, and now you guys are, are working together yep. uh, in in the form of your network, which is another wow. You know? Yeah. So you get an A plus on the networking side of things, and it's the taking networking. action school as well. All right, so we've talked about where people can check out what's going on, and then I uh, also want to talk about final thoughts. So if you're listening to this, exactly what you just said, taking action, is something that I didn't do for a long time. I started my website, and I produced three podcast episodes that sat on my hard drive for about six months. And I kick myself now, because when I look back six months from today, my business has grown a ton. And six months from then, it had grown a ton. So if I would have started six months earlier, I don't know where I'd be today. So you just have to take action. Stop listening to this podcast. I know you should listen to this podcast. Stop right now though and go record something. Just go start. Do do what's on your mind that you've been wanting to do. I agree. Uh, Ryan, always a pleasure. I enjoyed this pasta that I'm not going to be able to finish. (laughs) It's a lot of food. I'm going to take it home for the lunch tomorrow. Yeah, I'll give a quick plug. If you're in Denver, go check out the Saucy Noodle on University. It's uh, better than you might think. It's good. All right, Ryan. Thanks, man. Thank you. 